In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So, at the risk of starting to sound like a broken record, it has been yet another eventful week in our world, in a string of eventful weeks. Two decisions were handed down in the last few days from our Supreme Court, decisions which have produced quite strong feelings from people harboring a variety of perspectives. And before you start to squirm in fear of what I'm going to say, I assure you I will not be making any comments on how I feel or how I think you should feel about these decisions. But what I will say is that it is now more evident to me than ever, and I mean evident in a visceral and emotional way, that we are living in a divided and broken reality. Everywhere we turn, and even at our very fingertips, we have the potential to encounter a vast amount of tension, conflict, discord, and anxiety. It can feel as if we are living in a reality which is teetering on unsteady ground, a reality where questions and problems are so multifaceted, so layered, and so complex, a reality where any answer or any solution seems hopeless. And unfortunately, rather than hearing much-needed words of comfort this morning, we encounter a Jesus who seems to be a bit harsh and a bit bossy, demanding those who want to follow him to let go of and leave absolutely everything behind, comfort, closure, and even the burial of loved ones. In order to follow him down a path headed toward death, a path headed toward the heart of political and social instability, Jerusalem, with no guarantee of a bed or of any other creature comforts along the way. For those of us who already feel as if we are living in political and social instability, for those of us who have felt like we have already had to give up so much over the last two years of pandemic life, for those of us whose creature comforts are now very expensive or on back order, and for those of us who are already unsettled and have a hard time getting enough rest and enough sleep amidst all that seems to be plaguing our world, Jesus's invitation does not sound all that exciting and enthusiastically saying yes and leaving all behind at the drop of a hat sounds not only impractical, but also unwise. By all the world's standards, it would be irresponsible to not bury a loved one, to leave all those we know without so much as a goodbye, to go on a trip without knowing where we are going to spend the night, and to head right into the heart of political violence and division. But what about by God's standards? As unrealistic as it all sounds, saying yes to following Jesus right here and right now, forsaking all other things, and continuing to say yes every minute of every day is the ultimate and most life-giving 
way that we can live amidst all we are and will continue to experience. Jesus is harsh and he is bossy because us following him, us following his way, his love, his justice, his mercy, his compassion is a matter of life and death. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German theologian who wrote um, and worked during Hitler's reign and who actually took part in a plot to bring Hitler down, a plot which ended up in Bonhoeffer's imprisonment and eventual death, he once wrote this, when Christ calls a person, he bids them come and die. When Christ calls a person, he bids him come and die. And that is what Jesus' invitation for us today sounds like. Because to let go of the ties that bind us, to choose compassion and curiosity over our need for revenge and violence, to release the cultural expectations that have been placed on us, to lessen our grasp on whatever political party or identity informs us to our core, and to walk away from all the ways in which the world keeps us in the world, rather than living into and out of the kingdom of God, is a death of sorts. It is a death to one way of moving and being in the world, but it is a death which makes new life possible. And we are called to come and to die this kind of death, not tomorrow or next week, not after we get through the summer or our next vacation or when things die down, but today, right here and right now. We are bid to come and die to one way of being in the world so that our lives and our very selves can be made new. It is a hard truth and a hard call to answer, but one which can transform every aspect of our lives and can transform the very way that we experience the world. And before you think I have gone off the deep end and I'm telling you that you just need to drive out of Decatur right now, hear me out. While I do think that God, Jesus, can call us at times out of physical locations or out of or into new iterations of relationships, and while I do think that God often calls us to lives where we feel uncomfortable as a result of God's ways not necessarily meshing with the ways of the world, I also think that there is a more mundane and ordinary yet extraordinary sense in which Jesus is calling us today, especially because Jesus is not standing literally right here, bidding us to come and walk to a literal Jerusalem. Rather, Jesus is calling us to set our faces towards God, just as surely and as resolutely as he set his face toward Jerusalem. Jesus is calling us to set our faces and our hearts and our souls toward the will of God, toward the love of God, toward the compassion and grace 
and resurrection of God above and before all else. And he does this because when our faces are set toward God, when the primary lens through which we view the world is the lens through which God views the world, then suddenly things can begin to shift. So while Jesus beckoned those early disciples to drop everything and follow him in a very literal sense, I think Jesus is not so much asking us to walk away from burying a loved one or letting go of a relationship without saying goodbye or going on a journey in which we might not physically have a place to stay. But he is asking us to reorient our hearts and our minds on God and God's love first and foremost, and then go out into the world to do the work that we have been given to do. One commentator writes that the Christian journey does not demand that we reject our responsibilities to family and vocation, but rather encourages us to see those needs in the light of our family and through the lens of our deepening commitment to Christ. So following Jesus to Jerusalem today, right here, and right now, means that while we might not necessarily know where the path of love will lead us, or just how challenging that path may be, we know that that path will be full of grace and forgiveness and love, because we are beloved children of God. Following Christ to Jerusalem today means that even while we might be uncertain about or fearful of or concerned for the future of our community or of our world or of our country, we have a deep and lasting hope that all people and all things will be restored. All will be made whole. All things will be reconciled. Following Christ to Jerusalem today means that when we seek to forge and fortify our relationships with friends and loved ones and even our enemies, we strive to seek and serve Christ in all people, loving our neighbors as ourselves. Following Christ to Jerusalem today means that when we realize we are beginning to let ourselves be defined by a certain identity or a political party or by a role or a job or a function or a culture or a nation or a feeling, that we remember that we are first and foremost before all other things a beloved child of God and that that reality that identity should inform and guide all other realities and identities. And following Christ to Jerusalem today means that when the time comes for us to bury our loved ones, we do so as a resurrection people, as a people who know that life springs forth from death. We are living in a time where it feels as if we are teetering on unsteady ground, where nothing quite seems to be constant, and the problems can be just too complex. 
But Jesus is inviting us to set our faces and our hearts and our minds on God's steadfast and ever-present will of love that can reconcile and heal and mend all things, no matter how bad or how broken or how complex. So friends, on this day, right here and right now, I bid you to set your face on God, to come to Christ and die to your will and to the ways of the world so that you can live and be made new.